0: Hi, this is Cousin Vinny on the Cousin Vinny Network. That's C-U-Z-I-N, V-I-N-N-I-E network. We're going to be doing multiple series of interviews from different individuals from different fields and professions and businesses to enlighten you, to entice you to, I don't know, just make it fun. And some of it will be really, really serious. But again, we're going to bring individuals in that we feel that could be an aid and a help to you out there. Again. Stay tuned to the network.com. Welcome to the show. This is Cousin Vinny, and I'm so glad you're here. Well, it's Tuesday, and Tuesday topic is, did you know that? Now, in my previous episode, we talked about the 1950s and a little bit into the 1960s. I'm picking up where I left off, 1968. Now, 1968 was a pivotal year for our family. In 1968, we were still living in New York, out on Long Island. And as soon as we finished school at May or June, I think it was at that time, loaded up the car and we moved to Florida. We actually moved from Long Island, New York, out on the island, out in Islip Terrace, to a beautiful, beautiful place in Florida, Clearwater Beach not, we ended up moving to Crystal River, Florida. Now, if you're familiar with Florida, Crystal River basically is 90 miles from nowhere, Uh, 90 miles from Tampa, St. Pete, uh, 60 miles, 70 miles from Gainesville, 40 miles from Ocala, pretty much out in the middle of the boonies. And you got to think about it, 1968, uh, Florida was still in its early stages of growth and expansion. And I always ask my dad, you know, Crystal River, you know, didn't we have other choices? And he just, you know, liked the area and he had been coming back and forth now for a couple of years, bought some property. And like I said earlier, we had bought a section of land, about 640 acres accumulation of all the properties that we owned. And we moved to, you know, to Crystal River in 1968. Uh, A lot of culture shock coming out of New York. I, um, um, was not really too sure about the community? Uh, I, You know, being from New York, Long Island, being a Catholic school kid, uh, a little taken aback of, of, you know, the social economics and cultural differences. My car, at the time, I didn't have one. So my dad says, you're going to get a car. Wow, that's cool. Going to get a car. Uh, we ended up going to Brooksville, and I ended up getting a 1968 Opal Cadet baby blue. And if you know what they are, they really, really were hot cars. Not, uh, no air conditioning, no radio, but a 1968 Opal Cadet. I went online and found a few of them and they still look ugly. So that was my mode of transportation. And why was that my mode of transportation? Well, we came again from New York, uh, went to Christopher high school, checked it out. And I said, Nope, I really don't want to go there. I was not ready for the cultural change in 1968 from Long Island to here, coming from a Catholic school, going to a public school, uh, just more than I could handle at that time. My dad found out about a school in Ocala called Golden Hills Academy, uh, uh, a prep school, private school that was built by the Castro Convertible Family Company out of New York. Uh, Mrs. Castro built a school for her son, Bernard, because he had so many issues up north. So I ended up going to Golden Hills my um, junior year. And uh, it was an experience. And 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 that summer that we came here, uh, my dad says, you're going to work. So I ended up working at the IGA in Donnellan. And that was kind of an interesting time. I had been in the grocery business, so it was no big surprise. And the Hess brothers, whose dad owned the IGA, thought they were going to have a little bit of fun with me. And they took me out on the, um, the river in home, um, not home assassin, but in D- Indiana on the blue run. And those of you who know me know that I don't float. I have no ability to float whatsoever. So we're out on the, the blue run in the evening and they're out there jumping in the water, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And I'm sitting in the boat and they were gigging for little baby gators and throwing them in the boat and I'm freaking out. And it was, it was an interesting adventure that was my introduction to Florida. I hadn't even hung out in Christ River yet. I was hanging out more in Donellan because it was closer to our home. So the guys, you know, thought it was kind of cute, and we took the Gators back, a couple of them, I think, and then dropped them in their dad's grocery store that night. Next morning, all hell broke loose when the old man saw the Gators floating around the, you know, the, the grocery store. So that was my first adventures here in um, the great Florida, Christ River metro area. Uh, Golden Hills was a unique high school. Uh, We were called day students, my sister and I, we drove back and forth to Ocala every single day in that Opal Cadet with no air conditioning and no radio. Had a cassette, uh, not a cassette, an eight-track player. So we would drive back and forth um, until I graduated in 1970 from Golden Hills. So the class of 1970, uh, a lot of turbulence going on in the world. Uh, Vietnam was at its peak. Uh, The Tet Offensive in 68, So they were drafting people like crazy. So in 1970, the draft lottery came up and we all registered for the draft and um, we all watched the numbers being pulled on television and all of us were of draft age. My number came up, it was 106. So up to I think the first third of the 300, so the higher hundreds, that was the cutoff. So my number was 106. Now. I got to tell you, I went for my physical up in Jacksonville, was told by the doctor who gave me my physical that don't worry about it. You will not be drafted because you have a bad eye. My right eye has been issues since birth. I don't have any focus. I can't control. I can only see big shit. Well, so I didn't pay attention to it. So I, I went and did my physical up in um, Jacksonville. And uh, prior to graduating that uh, June in 1970, I think it was like March or April, I got a little letter in the mail saying, congratulations, you have won the prize. You've been drafted. Huh? What? I thought I was not going to be drafted. So I uh, sat there and contemplated my choices. One, I could go to Canada, not cold. And first of all, I, 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 I felt like I owed um, my, um, my responsibility was to, to, to own up. So I got drafted, and I decided to enlist versus being drafted. And the choice was if you enlisted, you got to pick what kind of job you did in the military versus being just told what to be doing. So I enlisted as a company clerk, kind of like a radar, but kind of dumber. And so I ended up being a company clerk, and I went through my training, uh, graduated in June, uh, party for a couple of weeks, and by July, I'm in Fort Jackson, South Carolina, uh if you've been ever been there it's it's hot it's miserable it's humid it was not a fun time for your first you know couple of months after graduating from high school and expecting to have a fun summer and it was kind of ironic because prior to going to uh fort jackson we were partying here in River, all my friends you know saying hey congrats you know you're going you're going to canada no i'm i've enlisted and we were in beverly hills one night not beverly hills california but beverly hills florida And we were out there, out in the woods partying, having some drinks and kind of crazy shit. And I met a guy by the name of John Baker. And, you know, he and I kind of hit it off, kind of talked a little bit, but really didn't say a whole lot. Lo and behold, I'm uh, getting on the bus in Jacksonville to go to Fort Jackson. And there's Baker. And he, too, enlisted. And we didn't even talk about it when we met originally. So John and I ended up going to Fort Jackson together uh, in the, the summer of 1970 went to basic training together. We both enlisted in, or both of us qualified for leadership training school. Uh, he went on to go into the airborne. I didn't, I didn't think it was a good idea to run out, jump out of a perfectly good airplane and did my advanced infantry training classes at Fort Jackson in 1970. Now the story goes like this. We were out partying and in the army, you just can't call in sick. So I went on sick call And complained about my eyesight because I was having issues with my my right eye. You know, we were doing a lot of you know tedious work and my glasses. So I said, you know, I said to the doctor, "Can I, you know, have you look at my eyeballs?" So he looks at my eyes and he says to me, "Okay, cover your left eye, cover your right eye." So I cover my left eye and he he says, "What do you see?" And I said, "Uh, "A big blob." He goes, "Excuse me," he says, "I see a big blob." He says, "You can't see out of your right eye?" Um, no how did you do basic training? I said, they taught me how to shoot left-handed. They put a deflector on my weapon, just wouldn't hit me in the in the face. So I went through basic training um, with without any uh, aid of any kind. And, and even my platoon leader or my, um, yeah, my platoon leader or my sergeant said, I don't know what you're doing here, but you know, this is crazy. So the doctor came back with another doctor. They looked at my eyes and they said, well, we're gonna give you a couple of choices, okay? We can fix it. I said no. I had surgeons do it in New York. It's not going to be fixed. Okay, uh, we can forget about it. Okay, and go back to work and you know finish up your classes and your training and all that stuff, or we can you know let you out of here. And I go, what do you mean, let me out? He says we can discharge you. So in uh, November um, of that year, I was discharged, honorable discharge. And ironically, when Baker and I went back to my uh, barracks on the, on my locker area or wherever it was, there were orders sitting there. I still have them someplace in a file cabinet. And it said RVN, Republic of Vietnam. So I had orders for Vietnam, but I did not go in country. So I want to make that clear. I served in the army during the Vietnam era, but I'm not a Vietnam veteran. And there are people out there that will steal valor. I did not go to Vietnam. I had most of my friends went, I served during that era. So I just wanna make that perfectly clear because some people will go out there and say, oh, I was a Vietnam veteran. No, I was a Vietnam veteran in that era, but not served in country. So that was my uh, summer of 1970. So I'm gonna leave it at that and we'll pick it up and go from there from the time I got discharged. Oh, and when I got discharged, my dad had sold my beautiful Opal Cadet. So what did he replace it with? A nineteen seventy. Catch this. Hot car. Green Chevy Vega. Okay, that's a real chick magnet. Anyway, this is Cousin Vinny and I uh, wanted to say, did you know that? Thanks for listening.